0: to the Mosaic Campus Church Podcast. We're so happy that you decided to join us today. My name is Steve Grimes and I'm the pastor at Mosaic Campus Church. We hope you enjoyed this conversation today and as always reach out with any comments or questions that you may have. Especially if you're a post-secondary graduate student in St. John's going to Munn or Kona or any of the schools that are in the area. We would love to get connected with you, have a conversation, get to know you a little bit more. Maybe talk about what Mosaic is a little bit more for you. And so please look us up on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Mosaic Campus Church there. On today's podcast, we have a talk that was a part of a series when uh, that we've been doing the past few months at Mosaic called What a Time to Be Alive. And within that series, we took three Sundays or three of those talks to focus on a topic called the in-between. We all have experienced moments of in-between in our lives, whether we've graduated high school and we begin applying for schools or looking for jobs and there's this in-between period where we enjoyed what was behind us and wait expectantly but somewhat nervously for what's next. Or for many, you've graduated college college or university and you're waiting for what's next, a job or more schooling maybe, and there's this weird in-between stage of life that you kind of have to go through. For all of us, we've been living in this in-between in terms of the pandemic way of living that we're currently in, where for a while we grieved what life was like without COVID, and then spent a period of wondering what life would be like after COVID or without the restrictions of COVID. And so for this talk today, we focused on the change that results in the in-between. Many of us, we hate, hate change. (laughs) We want things to stay the same, but a change in life forces an in-between period. In our life. So, through looking at the life of Moses, we talk about what's important to remember in that change. Hope you enjoy today. We kicked off a spring summer series a few weeks ago called What a Time to Be Alive, and we've been digging into some really cool topics um, and how they've been affected during this pandemic that we're living in. Um, and in the midst of every all the talks within that series, we wanted to still have what we would call classic mosaic services—one um, where there's worship, some teaching content, some small group questions, which we mentioned earlier. And so we're going to do three of those over the course of the series. And tonight, um, that's one of them. And so we're going to dig into some scripture, some passages, and wrestle through some questions together, um, along with the topics that we're going to be doing in the What a Time to Be Alive series. And one of our key values at Mosaic that kind of drives everything that we do, and a lot of things that we do, is explore authentic spirituality or explore authentic relationship with Jesus. And one of the best resources we feel that we have is the Bible to do that, where we look at different passages, different stories, teachings that are found in it, figure out what it is that it's trying to teach us or tell us the meaning behind it, and then we take them and apply them to our lives. And so that's what we're going to be doing over the course of these three services. And we're going to look at a story of a man named Moses and a group of people called the Israelites. And we can read about this story in Exodus. Um, and the whole kind of theme that we're going to follow over the course of these three services is called the in-between. And we're going to look at the life of Moses, the group of uh, the Israelites, and the in-between that they're living in. Um, the way that they, re- they reacted in certain situations and how God interacted with them and what we can take away from that in the in-between that we're living in. And no matter who you are, you're living in an in-between right now. Um, we're all in this pandemic together and we spend times where we reflect on what life was like, what that normal used to be. And for some of us that can cause a lot of really bad emotions, sad emotions... Um, maybe some hurtful and painful ones. And we spend a lot of time thinking about what was. and But we also reflect on what is life going to be like after this. And so we're in this kind of in-between period where we're grieving what was. But kind of thinking what is next. Will the next be what was or is it going to be completely different? Will my routine be completely different? Will life as I knew it be different and the in-between is hard it's rough we experience so much emotion so many thoughts and it's really tough on our lives and so we're going to look at Moses the Israelites the in-between that they lived in and what we can learn for from it in the in-between that we're now living in and so we're hoping that this story will lead an impact to you so we want to Make sure that you dig into this, Uh, be a part of all of the things that we're going to be doing in this What a Time to Be Alive series, but make sure you take in these classic mosaic services as well. And so let's get started into this series. Pretty well everyone at some point in your life has experienced some kind of change in life. Um, Whether it's you finish school and so you're thinking about going on to a career and working through that change of life because life in school compared to life working is so different or some life situation happens where our routine changes, Um, what we think about a certain situation or what we thought about it changes and we have a whole new opinion. We go through changes constantly in our life and For all of us in the past three or four weeks, life has changed drastically in terms of our social interactions, the way that we did school or work, and the way we think about even the world. And change is a part of the in-between period in our lives that's really difficult. And when we look at the life of Moses and the Israelites, we experience a crazy change that they went through. And we can look at that in Exodus 2. but here's some background on Moses and the Israelites before we dig in to this passage tonight. The Israelites were this group of people who were chosen by God. He really favored them, and they walked closely with God. And where we pick up um, their journey um, in Exodus, they're actually living in Egypt, and they're welcomed into Egypt. Um, they're allowed to live there. They plant roots there. They start having kids there, and life is great. For the Israelites in Egypt. And so the only thing is the king of Egypt at that time started noticing how big the Israelites were actually getting. They were having a lot of kids. And so he starts to get a little bit threatened by this. Thinking if they grow big enough they could actually force us out of our own land. And his paranoia sets in and he starts to develop laws surrounding the Israelites as they're living within Egypt. That basically turned them into slaves. They work hard, um, they're burdened by slavery, they build buildings and marketplaces for the Egyptians, and life is really tough for them. A crazy change in their experience. And so the king at this time thinks they're gonna work so hard that they won't grow in numbers. That's the plan, but that's not what happens. They continue to grow. to grow and to grow and his paranoia continues to grow along with it and so he puts in another law which is a very gruesome and hard one to wrestle with where he says that every male child that's born from an Israelite he's going to have them ordered to be killed and so again the change is drastic (laughs) they were loving life and now all of this harm is coming towards them And so he puts this law into place for the Israelites. So they're living now in slavery. And if their child is a male child, the king has ordered that child to be killed. And so during this time, our friend, the guy that we're going to be looking at his life, Moses, is born during this time. He's a male Israelite. And so his mother, knowing this law that he was supposed to be killed, she hides him for three months so that nobody would see him. And over the course of that three months, it just gets way more risky for her to keep hiding him. And so she comes up with a plan where she takes Moses, puts him in a basket, and sends him down a river where she knew that Pharaoh's daughter was in the river at that point. And so she sends Moses' sister, her daughter, to go down the river to watch where Moses would go. And Pharaoh's daughter, or the king of Egypt's daughter, was in this river and notices this basket and sees Moses in this basket in the river. And so she takes him and Moses' sister sees Pharaoh's daughter take Moses out of of the river and says, hey, do you want me to find someone to take care of him until he's older? And Pharaoh's daughter's like, yeah, that's great. So his sister takes Moses and brings him back (laughs) to his mother, which is crazy. Such a clever experience. And so Moses' mother raises Moses up, and once he gets older, she gives him back to Pharaoh's daughter, and he's raised in the kingdom. And this is where we pick up the story that we're going to be looking at more in-depthly tonight. And so we're reading from Exodus 2, verse 11 to 15. It says, Many years later, when Moses had grown up, he went out to visit his own people, the Hebrews. And he saw how hard they worked, they were forced to work. And during his visit, he saw an Egyptian beating one of his fellow Hebrews. After looking in all directions to make sure no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptian and hid the body in the sand. And the next day, when Moses went out to visit his people again, he saw two Hebrew men fighting. Why are you beating up your friend, Moses said to one, the one who started the fight. The man replied, who appointed you to be our prince and judge? Are you going to kill me as you killed that Egyptian yesterday? And then Moses was afraid, thinking, everyone knows what I did. And sure enough, Pharaoh heard what had happened, and he tried to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian. When Moses arrived in Midian, he sat down beside a well. Now, this is the change that we see in Moses' life. But let's take a look at the Israelites as well in this scenario. In chapter 2, verse 23, we read of their life change. It says, years passed. And the king of Egypt died. But the Israelites continued to groan under their burden of slavery. They cried out for help and their cry rose up to God. God heard their groaning and remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He looked down on the people of Israel and knew that it was time to act. So we see two crazy life changes here from Moses and the Israelites. Moses becomes agitated at how the Israelites are being treated in the land of Egypt to the point where he kills an Egyptian. And he thinks that nobody is watching him while he's doing this act. But the very next day when he goes out for his walk again, he sees two Israelites fighting against each other and tries to intervene again. He says, why are you fighting your own people? Why would you do this? And one of them, again, Moses thinking nobody saw what he did yesterday. One of them says, what are you going to (laughs) do? Who are you to tell me to do this or to stop? Are you going to kill me like you did that Egyptian yesterday? And that's when Moses' life changed drastically. Because the secret that he had was now out in the open. And if this person knew what he had did yesterday by killing this Egyptian, for sure Pharaoh knew and he did, and he tries to get Moses killed, but Moses runs away. And the Israelites, they're living in this land of Egypt, enjoying life, growing their family, planting roots, and then all of a sudden, it seems like overnight, their freedom is absolutely stripped from them. It's a crazy change, which would lead to this major in-between period, which we're going to get into in the following weeks within this in-between series. But the thing I find so interesting about the change that Moses and the Israelites went into in these two scenarios is how they react to this change. The Israelites, who we can argue had more like a more like worse situation than Moses did, had the immediate reaction of going to God for help. Talks about them crying out to God, groaning in the pain of their slavery. They knew God had chosen them as his people. And he would accomplish great things through them. So in a time of need, they go right to God. But then we look at Moses in his situation, and he runs away. (laughs) He flees. (laughs) And later in Exodus, we read that God actually goes to him. Now I wonder what might have happened in the story if Moses went to God first, like the Israelites did. I think we can learn from the Israelites in the in-between that they're experiencing and in the change that they're experiencing in this in-between. Life was good for them, but in a moment their situation changed drastically and the priority in that moment was God. Let's ask Him for help. Let's be reminded of who He is. Let's find strength knowing He's in control, even in the midst of the dreadful change that we're living in. But that's really hard. (laughs) We love to have our pity parties. (laughs) For many of us, when we experience change, we hate it so much that we just want to go in our room and come out when that change is over and we can go back to normal. But stopping for a moment to recognize who God is can change the whole narrative of the in-between that we live in. And I think there's this key aspect that the Israelites lived out in the midst of that change that's so important us to hold on to in our in-between moments. There's a man named Paul who writes so many letters within the Bible, most in the New Testament, and he writes this amazing verse in a letter called Romans. And it says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace. Because you trust in him, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul writes this phenomenal verse that I think is so important for the change that we're all experiencing today in our in-between. Going to God in the in-between is so crucial like the Israelites did and they trusted God. to follow through on the promises that he had for them. Trust is such a key necessity in the in-between. Trust is such a key necessity when we experience change in our life. And Paul says here, the God who is a source of hope will fill us with joy and peace in life as we trust him. And because of that trust we have, Through his spirit, we are given a confident hope. Trust in God gives us joy and peace in the moment and a confident hope in tomorrow. You see, trust in the change today results in hope for tomorrow. And not just any hope, a confident hope, Paul says, where we know God is in control. And as we take this whole experience in one day at a time, he is for us, he is with us. And we'll hold true to the promises. Trust in the today results in hope for tomorrow. But how do we trust in God? It's really hard sometimes. Especially where God's not this physical presence with us. Where we can't see him. It's really difficult to trust sometimes. So how, what can we do to kind of grow in that trust? And to learn to trust him more. One of the best things to do is to dig into the Bible, be reminded of who God is, be reminded of how God followed through in stories with the Israelites and with Moses, be reminded of just how powerful he is and that nothing can stop the love our God has for us. (laughs) Digging into the Bible. And another thing is be in conversation when times are low, when trust is hard, when joy and peace seem so distant. Phone a friend, Zoom a friend, reach out, have a conversation about who God is, be reminded that way, be encouraged by those around you, and don't do this alone. Our in-between that we're all living in right now can be a scary place, as we've gone through so many changes, but I believe our God is bigger than all of this. And if we continue to trust what we know to be true of Him, we can have a confident hope and what tomorrow will be. Trust in the change today results in hope for tomorrow.